0: Tell Me I'm Wrong, a podcast about coddling,
1: unrightful responsibility, and the things we've learned in our 20-some-odd years of living. Let's meet our hosts.
0: I'm Plump, introverted bibliophile, creator, empath. And I'm Scarlet, omnidirectional writer, witch, wanderer. Let's get started, shall we? Oh, that's a great intro. Hello everyone. Size before clap. Size after clap. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tell Me I'm Wrong. Today's episode's gonna suck. Today's episode is gonna be great. The topic matter is quite sucky. It is quite suck, but you know every other episode feels like it's this, so. Yeah. Alas. <laughs> oh my God! I'm missing something. What are you missing? My apologies. This bitch.
1: Oh, the biggest book ever. Not really. It's actually quite small, but it's a big book. Okay, I'm back.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just research too. It's so fucking boring. Um, and it's all trash. Anyway, so our. our F- what is the topic for today? The topic for today is Scarlet unhinges. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, the topic for today is what we have been calling in the past couple episodes the third parent syndrome yes <laughs> um which is also as we have learned through our research um unfortunately has a name ew. which is parentification
1: sounds so gross which is
0: also very ew um yuck Oh boy, it's it's a doozy. I think, like, both of us reading through this stuff have had a f- couple war flashbacks. <laughs> oh, very very much so. There were, good. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, we're just going to go through it. I've got lots of stuff. You're going to hear me clicking a lot because I have pages upon pages of things open. But we're going to start off with this honking-ass book. Okay? <laughs> Don't break the table. We aren't broken. We're good. It's called Born to Rebel, which fucking annoying, but it's a book about birth order, family dynamics, etc. I thought it was gonna be interesting because, as we've discussed, we have we both have different family like makeup dynamics. Uh, you are the oldest. Yes, and I am the third child of my mother and the first of my father essentially Uh, my oldest brother is 18 years older than me my older sister is 15 years older than me and my younger brother is three and a half years younger than me younger brother and I are the only two that are full blooded related Uh, (laughs) and the other two are something else (laughs) (laughs) i only have half siblings
1: i have 11 years 12 years and then 18 years yes
0: and uh i think something that my mom has always said because she like was super into birth order like dynamics and personalities like i remember when she was reading through stuff like this i should have asked her like what she was reading she probably would have been able to tell me um but alas uh when she whenever she talked about it, she talked about how, even though I was the third child, since there was such a huge age gap between the other two and me, that I was technically a first child based upon some mumbo jumbo science, you know uh-huh <laughs> personality studies, you know. <laughs> Well, why are people the way they are? Hmm, okay, so this book likes to blame it on what order you're born in. Yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of that I learned
1: in my child psychology class. It is a huge deal in that realm of
0: study. Yeah. And while obviously there are things about it that are like, oh, these are interesting correlations. You can't you can't pin the whole thing on birth order, just like you can't pin any whole thing on how you interact with other humans, or you know, other things. Your sixteen personality, letters, your number, your numbers. You can't pin everything on one thing. You have to. You have to really. If you're looking at individuals, look at the individual. Don't just say, "Oh, well, there, here's a list of 14 first children with a la la la." Whatever you know. Um, but. There were some interesting things in this that I think tie in a little bit. Um, I started this before I found the whole parentification thing, Ick. which is a whole other ball game. So, the first child, which essentially in our families, both of us sort of are. Yes. Um, so, they kind of talk about how this guy's a quack though. Um, <laughs> my apologies, uh, Frank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. What, what does it say about firstborns?
0: Firstborns. Um, <clears throat> people have noted that they're more responsible, more achievement oriented, blah, blah, blah. He said that, as each next child is born in a family, then the previous one is dethroned. That's literally the word he said dethroned by the birth of the next sibling. Okay, I'm just gonna quote this real quick because <coughs> <laughs> it's comical. Um, firstborns who manage to overcome this trauma of being dethroned um, may try to emulate parents. In their role as a surrogate parent, firstborns may emphasize the importance of law and order and become power-hungry conservatives. So that's the first instance of us. Be <laughs> I I I understand. I know that it's <laughs> stupid, but it's the first instance of like, oh, they're a surrogate parent. Oh, they're a third parent. Oh, they're they're emulating the parents so that they can gain back essentially. What he's saying is they can gain back favor of your parents so that the baby isn't the the important one and anyway. the baby isn't the baby no more. I'm in charge. I'm Suck baby. It up. <laughs> basically. Um basically. so that whole like making it about being like wanting to be like your parents so that you can gain their attention back. Alright. Which m okay, I guess. Like maybe if you're talking specifically about children. But they are doing this like unconsciously, like of course you want your parents' attention. You're a kid uh, yeah
1: i mean i i understand that and i agree to a degree um but i think that's for any child at any yeah. age at in any age ranking that's not just the oldest
0: yeah i agree which is why he was like that's too specific yeah <laughs> it is very specific um <clears throat> there's so much shit here um there was a quote in here that i thought was so this is more dealing with like the parent side of things um this is horrible uh (laughs) it's about maximizing parental investment the fuck does that mean in the children Oh, God. Okay. In all societies, parents make discrimination about the potential of their children and invest in them accordingly. When confronted by parental discrimination, siblings respond in strategic ways. One well-established finding about siblings is how exquisitely sensitive they are to the favoritism by parents. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real honest with
1: you. That is probably the only factual thing in that entire fucking book. Parents have a favorite, and if they say they don't, they're <laughs> lying through their motherfucking teeth, and we always know who the favorite is.
0: Well, this, too, is, like, um, and, I mean, this is sometimes good and sometimes bad, um, but if parents realize, like, oh, this kid is not going to be good at this certain thing, then we sh- we need to divert that into something else. Yes. Or it's, this kid's useless. Absolutely. In an extreme case which can happen and does happen all the time. Oh yeah. Oh you're just an idiot then. Like no I just don't understand math. (laughs) Please help me. No
1: I mean absolutely. I can think of numerous examples within my own parents of any one of us having academic issues. Like my parents helped me get tutoring when I was in high school. They helped my younger brother get into some sort of special tutoring because he's dyslexic and we're, we're both mildly dyslexic. He's just the one that got diagnosed and I got skipped over and everyone thought I couldn't read until I was in middle school. Yeah. Such is life because, you know, back then dyslexia wasn't a thing. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really not because I got threatened to get kicked out if I bought myself a gaming computer. I don't know if I told you this. My mom found out I wanted a gaming computer and she's like, you can't buy one. I am an adult. <laughs> I pay rent now. You cannot threaten me. <laughs> what the hell? But, yeah. The clear, blatant favoritism for the baby. Yeah. Um,
0: let's see. Dumb. So, they talk about, like, the ways that kids will try to gain that favor or attention from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Either by helping and obeying or just straight up. And since this is about being rebellious. (laughs) I was waiting for it. um, Dominate their rivals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're they're fucking siblings. (laughs) Obviously, it's not in a war sense, but it's like... One, if you're the problem child, you're going to get attention.
1: Yes. Two period. Like... (laughs) If you're the problem child, you're going to get attention. If you're the genius child, you're going to get attention. If you're the sports child, you're going to get attention. If you're the you-just-exist child... No attention for you. No attention for you.
0: Yes. Um, more things about firstborns. Mm -hmm. There's a whole, like, list. It goes through, um, the birth order and the big five personalities. So, extroversion, agreeableness... Uh, conscientious, conscientiousness, neuroticism, and then openness to experience—we're probably familiar with these through psych. But mm-hmm. um, so it goes through and kind of like chunks them up. So saying that firstborns are higher in extraversion and the later borns are lower, which I feel like we don't necessarily. No, <laughs> come it's to opposite terms for me. On. Same, um, even though. After making my brother take the personality test, I found that he's just as uninterested (laughs) in doing anything social as I am. (laughs) Um, The later borns are more agreeable, where the firstborns are antagonistic. Um, So you see this in, like, older children picking on their siblings. (laughs) I think that goes both ways. Um, Conscientiousness. The firstborns are higher, and the later borns are lower. Um, and I noted this one quote: "Given their spe- special place within the family constellation, firstborns are more. Oh, I can't read. Um, <laughs> they they attach to their parents' wishes, values, and standards um, because that's a way to gain parental favor." favor and then assist with co- oh my god i can't speak Childbearing tasks uh and trying to be responsible child of the family i don't like any of this <laughs> like i don't want don't slap me book seriously but again i don't know if that's just because of your being the firstborn uh, like obviously if you're the oldest you are going to get more responsibilities is that a conscientious task taken on by kids? No. No, kids just do things. We're just, we, we're,
1: we do what we are told. Half of this is not conscientious. Sure, maybe the craving. Yeah. For attention and recognition and acknowledgement. Fine, I'll give you that. Maybe. But the actual taking responsibilities and actually doing things.
0: Sometimes you're just given things because you are the oldest sibling.
1: The, the,
0: Period. The end. But basically, the whole thing is just him stating how firstborns always want to satisfy the parents' needs so that they can have the attention that they want.
1: There is so much more to that want and need. Yeah like maybe they're trying to keep the peace, maybe they're not in a safe environment. Maybe something else is going on. There is so much more that that is just glossing over and being like they just want attention. They just they just they need just they're needy. They're clingy. That is so bullshit.
0: Yeah, and obviously there's a whole lot more like this goes through a whole bunch of metadata and like experimental shit um but basically Firstborns are emotionally intense and slower to recover from upsets and find difficulty to admit their mistakes, Um, according to the book, period. Um, But I feel like that's putting a lot of weight on, like, the, and I'm not saying that, like, children don't have their own personalities because they absolutely do, but... You act and react uh, based upon what you are given and how your parents then react to what you're doing, basically. So, if you're acting a certain way, obviously there's some bit of learned behavior here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, um, one thing I wanted to note, because I wrote this down, um, about people having children... I don't know about you, because there's a bigger age gap, but when I was younger and I ever went to my parents and I was like, I'm bored. They're like, that's why we had your brother. Go play. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? He is a youth. (laughs) Is that really why you had a child? Um,
1: so... I was, uh... Not planned? Is uh a nice way to put yeah, it unplanned Unplanned. <laughs> we'll stick with unplanned um, A surprise sh- sure <laughs> i well, we talked about this in a previous episode i was trying to think of it really quickly i can't um oh the the keeping quiet whatever whatever you guys know what i'm talking about i don't obviously um i didn't grow up playing with people my age. I didn't have siblings until I was 11 and 12 and I was going into like middle school and they were still infant babies. Yeah. Um my parents, my mom and my stepdad had kids, so my mom and stepdad could have kids. Their kids, their children. Yeah. <sighs> I, they did not have them for me. There is a very dramatic telling of a story when they told me they were pregnant with my second sibling and I, like, threw myself to the floor, upset that there was another crying thing coming into the world. I lived with a pregnant woman for almost two years because they had them one right after the other. And thankfully, the second one was a boy. So they were like, we're done. Things got snipped and tied and, you know, that was that. Um... Lovely. My youngest sibling I've only met once, and I'm pretty sure she was unplanned, but that's just the sweetest motherfucking karma that it was a adorable little girl because my asshole of a father wanted a son to carry on the last name. Because for some reason, that matters. Hello? Uh-huh. We're not fucking Rockefellers. There is nothing to our last name.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> So, yeah. No, uh, I did not have that yeah. <laughs> at all. I did have that. Well, you're the oldest, so you, you know, have to take care of them and protect them. Go entertain them, them. Basically.
0: Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into that whole <laughs> that whole noise. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of started this going through a Reddit thread. Mm. Which is the first reason that I wanted to talk about it i'm gonna open it and it's a reddit thread that's like you know got screenshots from a tumblr post or whatever you know how the internet is yes um so i'm gonna read you the post you've probably seen it um probably i'm on reddit a lot (laughs) parents be like that's my emotional support eldest daughter (sighs) parents be like that's the third parent in my family the eldest daughter Parents be like, that's my parent, the eldest daughter. (laughs) That moment when your eldest daughter, when you're the eldest daughter and you can relate to all of that. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of people talking about it. Yeah. Um, Of course, there are eldest sons that are on there like, but me. (laughs) Which I hear you, eldest sons, but we're talking about us right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, can relate to all of the above. Yeah. And I went through and found a couple of different ones, different threads like that. And it's like, oh, you mean the live-in babysitter? Ouch. Oh, you mean the live-in therapist?
1: Oh, you mean the free babysitter and free therapist. Right, 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 right. Because we're not getting shit out of this for long. us.
0: If I were being paid, I oh would my God. be rich.
1: I could be moved out.
0: <laughs>
1: I could have my own place.
0: Uh, yeah. Maybe even an office! Yeah. (laughs) An office, people. An office. This is why you have to like us and click all the things so that we can get an office. Um. Having people, and this is what you were just saying, having your parents say, like, you're the oldest, you need to be responsible, you need to be in control, you need to be responsible for your feelings because... (sighs) There are other people who matter more. Do you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Um, and then another note that I couldn't resist writing down, which I've heard multiple people say, um, is that the first child is the tester child. <sighs> I'm the guinea pig. I wasn't even the first child, and no. I'm still the fucking guinea pig. Okay. <laughs> And, of course, they're like, oh, well, the younger kids have it easier because the first kid broke them. (laughs) Or here's one.
1: Well, we didn't exactly know what we were doing with you. What the fuck am I? A toaster oven?
0: (laughs) Wait, you didn't come with a... Instruction manual? You didn't come with an instruction manual? What the hell? Did the the second child come with an instruction manual? Or are you just making the same mistakes? Let me tell you this about the three of us
1: from my mom. Um the second child who is basically the golden child um with just slight worries about her social behaviors cuz she's very quiet and she doesn't care if people don't like her. She's just like if they don't like me they don't like me whatever. Um she was the only one that had a normal pregnancy, a healthy pregnancy. Myself and my brother were both the youngest, we were both uh, problem pregnancies. Mm. We get that thrown at us every once in a while.
0: Oh, like it was your fault?
1: No, 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 no! Just like a reminder, being like, "Yeah, I was sick when I had you. The second one was fine. The third one was an emergency." I'm like, Ugh. "How is that? Have what? I did and... not choose this. You and... gave birth to me. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, uh... I was not birthed. I was removed." <laughs> You were removed. I was removed. Like a tumor. Yeah, we were all removed. We were all removed. I did say that to her one time. She threw something at me. She's like, don't you dare. I'm like, tell me I'm wrong. Happy
0: removal day. Oh, I should start doing that. Oh, she would be so mad. So
1: would she get so
0: pissed. Um, yeah. (laughs) My siblings and I were all birthed. (laughs) Healthy children. Now, question mark, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) obviously we grew up in different everything Mm -hmm. um my older siblings were born in a different state and grew up they were like young teens maybe or like tweens i guess like barely teen and um They both had different dads, and then my parents got together, and uh, my dad got a job here. We all, we, they all moved here, and then me happened, (laughs) the first planned child, and boy oh boy, what a great time it is to be the first planned child. (laughs) It means nothing. (laughs) No. Um, and then my younger brother, who is the favorite, even though I'm the favorite, because everyone dumps everything on me. (laughs) Which brings us to part two of this episode, the part where I started doing the internet scroll and found out that there's actually a word. Ick. And I texted you and I was like, um, um, <laughs> and you're like, oh boy, what's, what's going on? And I was like, there's a word, <laughs> there's a word for it. Cause we were just calling it the third parent, parent syndrome or the eldest child, whatever. But yeah, parentification. Ick. Yeah. Um, I did not know that this was a word. <laughs> But I'm very, very glad that I found it, even though it sucks. But to know that there's actually like a thing and it's not just, oh, well, I'm just being dramatic or whatever.
1: Yeah, No, it's an actual thing that studies have been done and yes. has been recognized, and, like, there's actual treatments proposed it's... for it for when you notice it when you, it's a teenager. When you're an adult, you're kind of on your own, but as a teen, they're like, yeah, we got some things we can do for you. I was yeah. like,
0: well, that's nice. As that doesn't an adult, help me. you have to relearn, and what I've seen a lot of is, like, reparenting yourself. Yeah, that's what I have. Um, so let's talk about the types of parentification. Oh, okay. All right. So I've got emotional and logistical. Is that what you've got?
1: Uh, emotional. And then the, the few that I read, they called it instrumental
0: parentification. Okay. You can tell me if it's the same. Okay. So emotional parentification, the child's emotional and psychological needs are not satisfied, poorly recognized, or ignored. Yes. Yeah. Here are some examples. You can tell me if you have felt these. Um, intervening in marital conflict or conflict between caregivers. Hmm. How many times? <laughs> um,
1: I think that one sounds like I'm just... I think I had more issues dealing with that sort of thing between my dad and my stepmom because they were mo- both immature Mm. adults, yeah. um, than with my mom and my stepdad.
0: Yeah. My parents got divorced when I was eight years old, so you would think that maybe I don't really remember that, but one of the only things that I remember from that part of my childhood is my parents fighting and then me comforting my crying mother (laughs) as a seven and eight year old.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Um... Managing a caregiver's emotions or serving as their therapist slash confidant. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Been there 17,000 times. 25 years of it. It's especially tough, and this will be brought up several times, um, when your parent has some sort of problem with a substance or alcohol... (laughs) Obviously, that causes problems. But yeah, definitely been there. Um, Becoming a surrogate spouse or significant other for a caregiver. This is more like, uh... Well, you're the woman of the house now, so... Yeah, no, I have not. Thank God. It's unfortunate. Anyway... (laughs) Um... Taking responsibility for a caregiver's feelings. We've seen this in our episode about boundaries, Mm -hmm. but here we are, coming back to it. (laughs) Families without boundaries also plays a big part in this, I think. Um, Serving as a scapegoat to keep peace in the family. There you go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) absolutely take the blame for all the things yeah it's always my fault yeah even though you didn't do anything no even though your older siblings are the ones making me crazy i'm gonna yell at you yeah because i can control you Mm. because i can make you cry (laughs) for now (laughs) okay the other one logistical parentification uh, the child attempts to meet the physical needs of the caregiver at, or family. Mm-hmm. Is that what you have for the... Yeah, yeah, that's instrumental, basically okay. the same thing, just different word. Yeah. Um, so, cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, paying bills, giving out medication, giving siblings, getting city, oh, siblings ready for school. Um, I didn't really have to do a lot of that until
1: I got a car and I was home. So, it didn't really start happening until a couple years ago, but it was, like, a lot. Like, I was driving one or both of my siblings around four to five, six times a week for something or other because my stepdad couldn't be home from work because work is the most important thing to him. Or my mom decided she had to do something else and it was, like, left on me. And I was like, I hope you guys realize that when I am out of this house... If you expect me to do anything like this, you will be paying me because this is ridiculous. I'm not your chauffeur. I am not the parent. Like, I did not birth these... I didn't have these children removed from my body. The amount of times in the past couple years, the past year alone, that I've had to look at my mom and be like, I am not their parent. I will not parent your children for you. And then she's kind of been like, oh, yeah. I'm like, if you want me to do this...
0: (laughs) Like, you forgot. (laughs) Seriously. What the hell? Like,
1: get over yourself. Just because I live in your house does not mean you can boss me around like this or expect me to do this. There no. are limits.
0: They're not your children. They're not my children. Um, I I think for a very large portion of my life, well, it's hard because with my parents split, like it's like I would experience some at one house and then some at the other. Uh, Neither were 100% what I needed them to be, um, which I understand is difficult. But, hello. (laughs) You know what isn't difficult? Being nice (laughs) to your child. Um, Definitely, like, helping clean at my mom's and um, getting my brother where he needed to go once I had a car, which I put off for as long as I possibly could until I had to get to college because I just didn't want to have to deal with it. Because then it was on me and I definitely was the person, and you experienced this, where something would be happening with my brother and they'd come, my parents would come to me and be like, you need to make sure that he's doing this you need to make sure that he's doing this you need to make sure that he's applied for this and this and that he he needs to make sure that he's got this for his school and this for his uh whatever grants and whatever you know what i'm talking about it's scholarships loans all the bullshit. yeah yeah, yeah loans and uh yeah. yeah hi not my kid <laughs> i'm only three and a half years older than him
1: just because there's 12 years between us does not mean that I'm going to go tell them what to do. Like, yeah, sure, fine. You want me to tell them to do that? I'll go tell them to do that. If they don't do that,
0: that is not on me. Yeah. And there's a note on here that this is not the same as assigning chores for kids to do. No, no, no. This is calling... This is taking responsibility. This is
1: calling me to tell me to tell my younger brother to make sure he gets in the shower instead of texting or calling him because now he has a cell phone. This is being like hey why don't you talk to your sister about doing this or maybe working on this i'm like i don't know why don't you her mother tell her to get her shit together or shit's gonna happen like you did with me why are you coddling them so fucking much when before me if i didn't eat dinner you fucking starved guess what i eat a lot of different types of food now i still don't like tomatoes and onions but whatever i'm an adult i can eat whatever the fuck i want if i pay for it But no, well, they can only eat this or they only want this. Grow the fuck up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because you're allowing them to only eat that. And while it's nice to have, like, things that you know that they like, they need to eat food. That is probably
1: my biggest, like, annoyance. And it's not even like it's that big of a deal, but, like... They would make me eat food that they knew I didn't like just because that's what they wanted. And, like, there would be times where I literally would not eat dinner because I'm like, I don't want to eat this. And they're like, well, you either eat this or you starve. Because making a sandwich or doing anything else, that was not an option. That was not allowed. And then with them, it's like, they want noodles. Okay, we have three different types. You don't want, okay, we'll make a different type of noodle.
0: (sighs) (laughs) What? What to all of that? I don't even fucking know. It's infuriating. (laughs) Um yeah, uh <laughs> being assigned activities that are not age appropriate and that a child may may struggle to complete. Um and then doing or like assigning these activities leaving the child with no time to engage in normal childhood play, school, sleep, etc., you know, you know, dragging Dragging your child to, uh, different cities and... To
1: bars and to friends' garages while they drink and get drunk and you're stuck in the house with everyone else's kids. Yeah. That's not an age-appropriate activity. Yeah. Neither is watching Austin Powers when you're, like, six. No. That's a (laughs) no from me.
0: Um. Wow. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Those are some things about the types. Do you have anything more to add about the types?
1: Um, just that there is usually also a parent focus or sibling focus. But we've talked about that, basically, in different signs that you have been parentified.
0: Ick. Icky. So icky. Um. Yeah. Ugh. I came across another little bit of a thread that was talking about um how this, like, girl's grandma came up to her and was like you have to be strong for your mom and you have to look out for her and the kids and she won't have to deal with what you're going through and you going through shit and like you falling to pieces so you can't do that what What the fuck have you experienced this i don't think so i get this from every fucking angle It's like, oh, well, they're breaking down, so I don't have room for your bullshit right now. Uh, It's like, I'm a teenager, and I need a little bit of help here. I mean, not
1: so much in that sense. Um, Only because no one in my family really likes anyone else. Valid. It doesn't (laughs) have to be family, I don't know because I was always, well, that's the thing. I was always the really good kid. I was the quiet kid that didn't get in trouble and just struggled in school because that's how I was raised. You sit down, shut up, do your work, and then be done with it. Um, There was, I don't remember, it's not necessarily parentification, but like there was some shit that I had to deal with with my stepmom. Because at first she's like, I'll never be your mom, da, da 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 and my stepmom was really young when she married my dad, and I was only, like, 16, 15, 16 years old. Um, and then straight up she was, like, trying to change everything, and I was like, you don't understand, my my dad has the emotional stability of a fucking gnat. <laughs> and you were expecting him to, what? Like, I, it was just so weird because she came in and, like, tried to change the dynamic and she tried to make us have a father-daughter relationship when, in reality, all we had was, like, a roommate's kind of situation going on. <laughs> you know, every every couple days? I would... When I was younger, I'd be lucky if I saw him during a day because he would just sleep all day and I would have to fend for myself. Uh. I just popped my shoulder (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) there was definitely some times where I had to be like my dad's therapist like if one of his girlfriends broke up with him when he was still dating and he would like be devastated and I would have to be the one to comfort him there was definitely a lot of that Mm. um but he was also the baby but no one actually was like you know oh you know you have to take care of him you I don't I don't think so so you just did it out of you feeling... I did it to make sure I could get fucking food. Valid. If the dumbass didn't wake up, I'd starve. <laughs> I grew up on butter and sliced cheese with white bread, okay? That is what oh, I ate. You poor
0: child.
1: Or, if I was lucky, there was Chef Bordy in the cupboard. <laughs>
0: there you go. Move off, Chef <sighs> Um, I definitely got this, uh, especially with my parents being split up. Um... I don't know who I learned it from, though. I don't know who I was explicitly told first, like, hey, they're going through a lot right now, so maybe you just don't don't need anything. I feel like... But I know... Probably,
1: like, an aunt or an uncle.
0: We don't have those here. Oh, you don't? They all live in different states. Oh, so it was here. Yeah, I, d- I know that I definitely got it from, like... Green's grandma, whenever we would spend time with her, she would definitely, about, like, his family and his mom, like, oh, well, she's going through a lot right now, so that's why she, you know, screamed at you and whatever, whatever. No fucking excuses. No, not excuses. Um, you, you, it's just a no. You just can't. I understand that people have emotions, but your children are not your punching bags. Yeah. Okay? And... Growing up with him, I basically grew up with his parents, too. So I've had more parents than I needed, and they were all booty heads, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> to put it very politely. To put it as kindly as possible, they were booty heads. <laughs> oh, my God, booty heads. That's great. To, I We had at one point, um, oh, man. I'm really digging deep here, (laughs) like digging shit out of my brain. When my mom, it was like her first house separate from my dad. Um, we had this lady, I guess she was my mom's friend move in with us. So she was in a separate bedroom. My brother and I still had rooms and my mom had her space, but she was like, not doing well health wise. And I don't even know how they fucking knew each other, but she ended up living there. And all the time she'd come in and be like, and this was me. Let's see. This was my follow boy stages. So I was a preteen and an early teenager. Um, Come in and be like, you have to turn this off you need to make sure your lights are off when you leave the room because your mom pays the bills your mom your mom your mom she's struggling at work she's doing this she's doing that, oh, that sounds she's... Like my stepmom Ugh. she's got so much going on oh my mom's old boyfriend <laughs> oh no who was around for a long time on and off forever. Just because he was, like, a family friend, and then they would date, and then they would not date, and then they would date, and then they would not date. (sighs) Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) would be like, hey, you know, like, I know it's tough, but your mom's got a lot going on, so, like, you gotta make sure that you're strong. You're strong. And I'm like, I'm I'm 12.
1: (laughs) You are a child. It is not your responsibility to be
0: strong for the parent. It has always been my responsibility. Yeah. Like, cheering up my mom when she was crying when I was 7 years old about her fighting with my dad. Cheering up my mom when I was 12 years old when she was blitzed out of her mind. And, like... (laughs) fucking crying about literally every choice she she's made as if it was my problem cheering up my mom when my parent or when my siblings my older siblings would fight with her hello dr (laughs) scarlet paging dr (laughs) scarlet like yes repeatedly repeatedly told like hey you can't have emotions because theirs are more important right now, and that's what you need to focus on. You need to focus on everyone but you. And then, now, me, 27, like, 15 years later, find it very funny when my mom and older sister are like, oh, well, you're the strong one, and you don't, you don't ever freak out, and you don't have, like, the emotional response to everything, and you don't have, like, mental problems, and you don't have, like, mental illness. And I'm like, no, 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 I do. I just keep it very, very far away from you because I was taught that I was not allowed to have problems. Mm-mm. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? No? Okay, great. <laughs> ah! Studies suggest <laughs> that as many as 1.4 million US children between the ages of 8 and 18 are parentified. Yes. Icky. Disgust. Children most often mature too quickly when they live in a single parent home with younger siblings. Mm-hmm. When they grow up amidst marital discord. Or when a parent suffers from a substance abuse problem. Mm. In these scenarios, older kids often feel like they need to pick up the slack, which True as hell. Or, they pick up the slack and they don't even realize that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. They're just like, someone's gotta fill this void, or there's a hole here, so I need to fill it. Because maybe then, they'll get better. And we can move on. Newsflash. They never get better. They only lean on you more, and then you become a sad boy. (laughs) That
1: was something I did read in one of the articles, though, where... I would have to go and see what they said, but based on studies, they they did say that not every kid that does go through this is going to have um, negative after effects is no. what they call them. Yeah, There are some serious side effects and some serious long-term side effects yes. that continue into adulthood if you guys never figure out how to reparent your inner child, um, but they said <laughs> only about 25% have the negative after effects but Which here's still a lot of that's still a, lot of, a lot of people but the bigger thing from that is that this is generational oh and until you break the cycle it will continue yeah, yeah, yeah because and i like when i read that i was like that makes so much sense because my mother was the oldest child and there were a lot of issues between her parents when they got divorced and then when her dad got remarried to the bitch, and then had more kids, and then my mom was, like, parenting everybody, and then there was also moving back and forth between states. I'm like, that makes so much sense. And the biggest fucking, I guess, slap to the face about all of this is, is when I was looking at this, Is I cannot tell you how many times my mom has looked at me and been like, I don't want you to have to go through what I went through. And I'm like, mom, we may not be living in a trailer. We may not be on the bad side of the tracks. We may not be living off food stamps, but you are still making me live through what you lived through. Yeah. And she doesn't see that because all she sees is that money-wise house, living space-wise, we're doing significantly better than what she was doing when she was growing up. Yeah otherwise still fucked
0: (laughs) yeah yeah um in my notes i didn't have the 25 percent, which again is still a lot of people still so many people um even in the short term parentified kids may suffer from eating disorders anxiety and other mental health problems which is bad especially for kids with eating disorders that's bad news man Especially with they're teenagers. growing, they're growing, and they need to be fed properly, and they need to eat properly. Um, <laughs> and although some children adapt well to parentification and become more resilient as a result of taking on re- adult responsibilities, child development specialists agree that parentification is usually unhealthy. What a concept! Dun dun dun. Yeah, you can be more resilient learning how to do adult responsibilities. Fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Yeah. I also have a thing about adaptive versus destructive parentification. Did you see oh, anything about that? I did not come across that. Okay. This is from 1997, so it's not that long ago, but um, they were saying that a ad- Adaptive parentification usually involves the child taking on an adult-like role for a short period of time, uh, perhaps after a parent becomes sick, whereas destructive parentification is as bad as it sounds, and usually involves a long-term, quote, violation of intergenerational boundaries that breaks the naturalness of roles which differentiate parents and children
1: <laughs> oh would you listen to that
0: huh breaking the naturalness of roles which differentiate parents and children hmm sounds like a little bit of a boundary issue to me hi we're back <laughs> welcome back to episode whatever the hell when we talked about boundaries uh yeah <sighs> jesus Uh, here's
1: one. You kind of mentioned it, but one of the side effects I found that they talked about was compulsively overworking.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I was like... again. What was it? (laughs) Compulsively overworking.
1: And here's one that, uh, did a little bit of a slap for me. Uh, constantly feeling guilt or shame.
0: And that was it. Just in, in general? In general.
1: For anything. Damn. For taking care of yourself, for doing something for yourself, for not thinking about someone else before yourself. I'm sure that's what they meant, but it literally just said feelings of guilt or shame, and I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because that ties into that whole lack of boundary thing. Yeah. You know? Um, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know why I work so hard, for no fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons. Um... So, we also found a little quiz-y. Oh, I, I sent it to Plum. and was like, here, do you want a sad quiz? <laughs> <laughs> sad quiz, it sad was. Sad quiz. Um, so, we both went through it individually. It's 21 questions, and it's just like a yes or no, true or false, like, and then you count up how many trues you have. It's not like a true, like whatever, diagnosis or quiz with a score or anything. It's just like, hey, maybe if you have a lot of these are true, you should think about what... (laughs) You should think about some stuff, okay? You you should take
1: some things into consideration.
0: Yeah. um, A couple of these little snips. I'll just read a couple. Uh, In my family, I often feel like a referee. Mega buffer zone. The mediator? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's my literal role here. <laughs> yeah, for you, it probably is.
1: Yeah, no, for me too, between my mom and my sister. Apparently, I'm the only one that she, I can, that like listens. She only listens to me. And I'm like, uh, she, she may listen to me, but that doesn't mean she actually does what I tell her to do. <laughs> you are missing a big picture. <laughs>
0: No, and, like, with Green and his family, they, they'll they get going, and sometimes I'm in the room when it happens. Oh, no. Which I usually try to not be in the room when people fight, because it freaks me out, but... Because I freeze up, and I'm just like... I don't like it. It's... It's yucky. But, like, they'll start fighting, and they try to drag me into shit, and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not my problem. You guys don't even need to be screaming right now. I don't understand what you're doing. And they're like, they're like, oh... You always keep such a level head, and you're always calm when everyone else is freaking out. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because I, I, am having a bad time. <laughs> like, I don't want to be near you guys fighting. Figure your shit out. I may seem calm, but inside I am screaming. I'm just like, oh, why why do I have to do this again? <laughs>
1: just silently creep towards the exit. This is why I always end up, I, I try to always sit by an exit so I can make a quick getaway.
0: Anyway, I have to go by.
1: Bye. Okay, sorry, got to go work emergency. I got the book is
0: stuck. Book is uh, there's a book. There's there's a the book library.
1: emergency. Uh
0: coffee. I got to go beans. I got to go take care of some beans. I'll Holy be Holy shit. Audible. The the store's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it in the news tomorrow. Uh bye. Uh, yeah, but also with my family like my my parents, my mom and my siblings would have huge blowouts and they still do the one that's around anyway um the other one's gone happily living on the mountain somewhere um but they would have these huge blowouts and like cops would be called and like I would be called they're like oh the police are on their way and you should be here to whatever and I'm like what the hell am I gonna do y'all are screaming at each other So I just go over there, get my dog, put her on a leash, take her to my car and leave. I literally, there was, (laughs) this is too much information. I was literally called by my sister when my mom and my brother were having an argument that involved the police being called. I got my ass out of the house, drove over there, closed my door. And, like, there were cops inside and there were cops outside. There was, like, probably three cop cars. hmm And I parked, like, in the parking lot next to the house and walked over. And I was like, hey, I'm, uh, that, this, that's my mom. I just need to get my dog. Like, that's, that's literally the only reason I'm here. And, like, there was this one cop standing near the door and he's like, I don't think you want to go in there. And I was like, no, you're right, I don't. <laughs> I'm only here to get my dog, and that is it. I'm just like, are you sure? Yes. Please move. <laughs> I don't want my dog to see this. <laughs> no, must protect the baby. I don't want my dog to grow up the same way that I did.
1: <laughs> that poor, nice. poor child. No.
0: <sighs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there was a whole bunch of shit, like, signs about being parentified or whatever, and, uh, all of that crap. All of that will be in the resource doc, because Mm -hmm. that's some good stuff to talk about, but we've been talking forever, and we haven't talked about how you can fix it. Yeah. (laughs) So... You talked about there being, like, actual things for the youths. There
1: is. I don't have those written down because I'm not a youth, but I do have the valid. link
0: for you guys to look at. Just knowing that there is actually something yes. that's good enough for you to go looking for Yeah,
1: because the thing is, is the article, if I could find it, I would tell you the name of it. I was really... I picked it aside because I was like, this is actually really, really important because it was actually directed towards teens um oh and of course it's not gonna let me click the link you piece of poo technology man can't live without it
0: can't live with it (laughs) (laughs) tell me i'm wrong i thought you were just gonna say can't live without it can't live without it (laughs) which valid
1: um so it's from the newport academy which i don't actually know where this is but the title of the article is how parentification impacts teen mental health Mm -hmm. and i was like God fucking damn it. It's about time you think about teens. Could have used that, you know, like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of information in it. It talks about the different types of parentification. It talks about the difference between parentification and healthy communication. Mm. It talks about symptoms, long-term effects. Um, there's an inventory that is used, which is similar to what we did. But this one is obviously one that they use for psychological testing. Um, treatment approaches. Okay, so a lot of it is based around, um, therapy. There's, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. It talks about dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, actually sounds really interesting. I haven't heard that one. There's a lot.
0: Dialectical?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, what do they have? Helps clients identify and transform self-destructive behaviors. Hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot on it. It will be on the doc because I think it's really interesting and I think it's really important people think about... Teens,
0: teens, because you gotta, they're in such a developmental part of their oh my life. Gosh, yes, and like everything can go wrong. <laughs> yes,
1: I think that there's a lot. Um, I think teens get overlooked a lot because you know they can, to a certain degree, defend fend for themselves, and people take advantage of that. Yeah. And they kind of like, well, they're fine. Like, no, they're fucking not. And this article is from just last or two years ago, twenty nineteen, because it is twenty twenty one, folks. Um, so folks. yeah. I, I recommend everyone read it because I think it was a very well-written article. Um, the article that I wrote notes down for overcoming parentification was from Psychology Today. Because mm. I liked how it was all basically getting in touch with
0: your inner child. Yes, we love the inner child. We love the inner child. Step one, go listen to Inner Child <laughs> by BTS to listen to The Prince. Step two, become aware. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know why I didn't think of that before, but as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, I'm putting, of course.
0: Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I'm putting it on as soon as we're done because okay. we need a healing time that, after this. We are going to need some serious healing time after this, except we have a long ass list of things to do too. Yeah, but that can be on in the background. So That's now fine. tell me how to get in touch with my inner child besides <laughs> listening to that song.
1: So you need to be aware that you have an inner child. Even if you're an adult, you still have an inner child. Of course. Um, you need to accept it. Yes. You need to listen to yourself. I don't think people listen to themselves.
0: No, we just do what we're supposed to do.
1: Yeah. So you need to listen to yourself because you need to know what your inner child needs. What
0: do you need? What do you need, inner child? (laughs) Um, I'm only here to be the peanut gallery. That's fine. <laughs> the, the next
1: one it said was to take responsibility, which I kind of found interesting how they worded it. But that's when you start to re-parent yourself. You have to take responsibility for yourself.
0: Because your parents are not going to fucking fix it. No. They're not going to apologize and they're not going to understand. No. I'm so sorry.
1: absolutely <laughs> acknowledge that you did not grow up correctly. You did not grow up the way you grew up... Jesus, I can't even read my own writing, people. What is the, reading? I just, yeah. Um, the way that you grew up wasn't fair. Yeah, own it. But, like Scarlett just said, don't expect them to ever forgive... Ask for forgiveness. They're not going to. Um, and then, basically, you need to become a parent and a friend to your inner child. Yes. What didn't you receive? What, what didn't you receive? Did love, attention, any sort of freedom... Um, that was something it, one of the things, it gave you three things. Structure, play and freedom, and community.
0: Yes.
1: If you need to go run around and lay in the grass and think of shapes out of clouds, fucking
0: do it. Me running around in the woods foraging for leaves and bones. Yes.
1: (laughs) Give yourself structure that you did not have growing up because you didn't know if you were going to come to the house and if there was going to be food or not. Make sure you have fucking food in your cupboard.
0: Me. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm doing such a good job.
1: Yes. (laughs) Lastly, (laughs) community, talk to someone.
0: Yes, you guys. I know that's so so hard to ask for help, but there are people who have the same fucking problems as you. Go on Reddit.
1: (laughs) Go on Reddit. As much as like you know, I will say be cautious. Reddit is
0: put personal information. No, but there are people who have gone through some shit. Just like you've gone through some shit. And it's nice to know that there are other people going through the shit, you know? That's why we do these episodes and we maybe get a little bit too personal because you've gone through it too. You're
1: not alone.
0: Yes. And it's not like we're sharing anything we're uncomfortable sharing. No. Um, but we want you to know that other people have gone through similar stuff. And of course, we all have our own paths, but we can we know how to empathize with each other and we are there for you yes okay and honor
1: your inner child
0: me listening to inner (laughs) child after this oh below is a list of things your inner child might need Wow.
1: There was actually a tarot spread I saw this morning. Oh yeah, about oh yeah, f- uh, helping your inner child. I can't remember. It had to do with your inner child. I was like, oh, there you go. There's an option.
0: Yes, and a lot of <coughs> a lot of um, therapies are designated for working on reparenting yourself mm-hmm. and raising your inner child and doing what you need to do to break the cycle of lack of boundaries and emotional abuse and neglect and then obviously parentification like there are so many things out there there are resources obviously take a look at the ones that we've got in our doc this is good um I have some other breaking the cycle type things um that it mentions the inner child but it's some other stuff too Mm -hmm. go for it um learn that everyone's well being is not your responsibility yes period. The end. Next. Resign from being the family peacekeeper. Oh, yeah. It's where you say, fuck, no, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> I've had to do this recently, uh, where my brother said something, which got back to my mom, which then got screamed at me. And I was like, you know what? We don't get to talk about this anymore. Anything about this topic is a no for me no more (laughs) there you go i am not the mediator between you two if you want to talk about it you have his phone number (laughs) reconnect with your inner child we did that thing Mm -hmm. reconnect with playfulness and fun also the same kind of thing it's in there tied in there um learn to accept support oh important for Mm -hmm. the community um Create boundaries with work, people. I don't know why I didn't realize it before. Don't work too much just because you like throwing yourself into a thing, okay? (laughs) Don't, oh my god, don't be the parent at work. Don't jump in to fix every situation. Oh, I'm so mad. (laughs) I don't know if you, I mean... Okay, next... (laughs) We'll talk about it after. (laughs) Work on your boundaries with other people. Yes. And increase your self-care by listening to Inner Child by BTS. (laughs) Yeah, that's on there. That's what they wrote. (laughs) Uh I'm linking it in the resource doc. Y'all are gonna have to listen to it, period. (laughs) It is a very good song. Yeah. An angel sings it. Absolutely inappropriate. Inappropriate. Absolutely appropriate. I said appropriate. I said inappropriate. <laughs> That's because you're having some inappropriate thoughts. No, I am not. I am an emotional wreck right now. <laughs> I'm excited for Boba and listening to Inner Child. That
1: is our treat for dealing with this episode that we've talked about for like two and a half months now. We knew we were going to do it. We weren't sure when. And then today
0: is that day. Yes. Yes. So again, all the resources in the resource doc. This is good shit, people. I probably, everyone that's listening to this will realize that there's one or two things that are like, oh, that probably shouldn't have happened. And then you can go learn how to reparent yourself and be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you listen to Inner Child after this episode, come yell at us on Twitter or Instagram or Curious Cat. Or join our BTS section on Discord, where you can say, "Yes, inner child solved all of my problems," and we'll all say, "Yeah, I know, right?" And then move on from life. <laughs> move on with life. Move on in life. Move on. Period. <laughs> life goes on. Life goes on. I'll link it in the. <laughs> I'll link it in there. That too. Okay. All right, guys. Before I create any more chaos, we're going (laughs) to (laughs) leave. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys.